Well, God is sovereign, and uh, we talked about that in our Sunday school class this morning. And that means He reigns, and we want Him to reign in all the earth, and the fact that we want Him to reign in our hearts, right? To rule in our hearts, He allows us to give our hearts to Him, and my prayer is that uh, He would reign in your heart today. And uh, we're going to be talking about this whole idea of disciple and disciple maker today. And uh, before I roll into the message, I thought it'd be important to just define a disciple is a follower of Jesus. A disciple is a learner. And I don't know if you see yourself as that. I pray that you do. But in order to be a disciple of Jesus, you need a relationship with Jesus. It's not about do's and don'ts. It's not about following the rules. It's not about checking the box of I go to church. But it's about, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Do you know Him as your personal Savior? And have you acknowledged that He needs to be the Lord of your life? And if not, today could be the day where you say, I want Jesus to be the one that I follow. Okay? And how does that happen? It's acknowledging that you're a sinner who needs a Savior. There's nothing great and perfect about people who go to church. Um... There's nothing great and perfect about disciples of Jesus. They're just simply a person who says, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior and His name's Jesus because He died on the cross for me and He didn't have any sins. And um, I want to follow Him. I want Him. The thing that He did on the cross, I acknowledge He did for me. So I allow my sins to be placed upon Him. And not only did He die to to provide forgiveness of sin to you, but He rose again. Not so you can just be forgiven, but that you can have eternal life and live with Him forever. So if you don't have a relationship with the Lord today, I really encourage you to talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to know you. I want you to be my Savior. Come into my life. Rule my life. I want to follow you. And then you become a disciple of Jesus Christ. And it's all about living in that relationship with the Father and Living with Jesus, knowing that the Holy Spirit is in you and with you, and growing to be what we're going to talk about today, a disciple maker. So that's where we'll be going today. Father, I pray that we would allow you to reign in our hearts, and I pray that there would be someone today that would say, I want to follow Jesus. I want to live for him too. And Lord, I pray that we understand more and more of who we are and who you've made us. Help us to see ourselves in a different light today. And help us, God, to be encouraged to live in obedience to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, about every day here at church, I see these, this posse of kids that comes around and plays in the, uh, uh, the parking lot out there. And I'm going to call Michael Burkhead the ring leader. So, Michael, would you come on up here? <clears throat> so, Michael is going to share something with you guys. Got to better grab the mic. Now, these kids, I'm getting to know these kids who come around here, ride their bikes, hang out, play, because um, they're around. And so I'm taking the opportunity to ask them questions once in a while, figure out their names and all. And um, I've asked these kids different questions if they would do things based on what my idea or thought is of what they know or don't know. And so some of them, I gave them a Bible. It's a little kid's Bible. I gave them a Bible and I said, you can have this and I encourage you to read it. And I've asked them one question about the Bible. Uh, so I asked them if they knew anything about the Bible. And this one girl said, yeah, I know. There's this one guy. He, 
he made this boat so all the animals could go in it. And uh, God could save all the animals. That's right. Do you know who that guy is? No, I don't know who he is. I said, well, read that Bible and you come tell me who he is. She already did that. Another girl said, well, I know that there was this guy, Jesus, he, he, he died on the cross. I said, that's right. Why did he do that? She didn't know. I said, okay, well, you read that Bible. You come back and tell me. She hasn't told me yet. So, Michael, I challenged him. I said, Michael, um, how about you read, or you memorize. You memorize Psalm 1 and Psalm 23. All right, so he's going to share a little bit of Psalm. He's not, he's not 100% done yet. We're giving him some time. But Psalm 1, go ahead, buddy. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is the law of the Lord, and on the law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, and that yields fruit in its season, and its leaves do not wither. And all. Whatever he does. Mm. Does it say whatever he does prospers? I don't know. No, it doesn't go like that? <laughs> Good job. He's, he's, you got it? No. You did great. The thing I like about this is Thursday night he did verse 1 and 2, and you can tell he's working on verse 3. He's memorizing in ESV. I'm memorizing in NIV, so we're a little bit different on some of our words. Uh, but he's doing a great job. And I, t- I told, told him Thursday night in, our, in, our, in our, uh, our sermon here, I said, the reason I've asked him to memorize those passages of Scripture is because I don't have them 100% myself. Like, I, I know them maybe 90%, but sometimes I stumble in my words. And I'll be honest, Michael, I picked ones that I kind of already knew a little bit because it's hard for me to memorize. <laughs> um, but I'm, he's challenging me to get better at it. All right, and at the same time, he's learning, and I'm challenging him to get better. And we're going to talk more about that a little bit later today. But thank you for sharing, buddy. You know, the times that we live in today, they're they're different, and we have people on different sides of different issues, and we all see these issues. And I can't say that one side maybe is 100% right or one side is 100% wrong. And our perspectives, if we look from this person's angle, the perspective is this, and this person's angle, perspective is this. And so the way that we see things comes maybe from our perspectives. And today, I want to challenge us as Christians or disciples of Jesus that we would look at life and look at the world through the lens of Jesus that we would look at the world through God's eyes. And so I think an important question might be, God, what are you doing today? God, what are you wanting to teach me as your disciple through times like this? This coronavirus, this racial thing going on. Uh, What do you want to teach me, God? I think this is another good question. God, what are you doing in the church What are you teaching us as a church through times like this? I I hope and pray that your perspective would be more God-centered, 
through the eyes of Jesus of how you view the world and what's going on. And that we see God as He reigns. And if He reigns, what's He doing? And how does that involve me? And what's He trying to teach me through all of this? I think those are really important things and things for us as a Christian as we look at life and as we evaluate things that we strive to do it through the eyes of the Lord. It's really important. And as the church, um, Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 18, He said this to Peter, I tell you, I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gate of Hades will not overcome it. And I believe because God said that and what God is doing in the world and the age that we're in, this church age, that God is working, that Jesus is working in order to build his church. Alright? That's one thing that I know he's doing. He wants to build his church. That means more people to come to know him as their savior and that our faith would grow deeper and deeper in him. That's our mission. Our mission is to glorify God as we help one another become mature disciples of Jesus Christ. Maturing is very important. So it's not only someone coming to know Christ, but maturing as a disciple in Jesus Christ. Today I pray that you are encouraged to see yourself, this is kind of the title today, that I'm a disciple maker too. I am a disciple maker too. Jesus said that through Peter he would build his church. And now I want us to look and see how did Jesus begin to start this whole building of the church through Peter and through some other guys. Let's look at who are these guys that Jesus used. Turn with me to the book of Mark chapter 3. I hope you're ready to turn to a lot of passages because we're going to be hitting quite a few. Mark chapter 3 verse 13 through 19. Not a passage of scripture that you probably dwell on too much, think about too much, probably skip over pretty quickly, me included. Mark chapter 3, verse 13 through 19. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve, designated them apostles that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve that he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. James, son of Zebedee and his brother John. To them he gave the name Bonergus, which means son of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, son of Alphaeus. Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. So here he lists. He go. He, uh, I can't read this part yet. But he go. He uh, he he calls these his disciples to him, and he calls out twelve specifically that they might spend, I'll say, more time with him, and that they might go out and preach, and drive out demons, and give authority to drive out demons. So let's turn to. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Luke chapter 6, verse 12 says, One of those days Jesus went, on a, went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. 
when morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose twelve of them, whom he also designated apostles. Simon, who he called, who he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. So once again, we have a list from another account of Scripture here of all these twelve that Jesus called to be his disciples, that he wanted to spend more time with, and that he was going to use to build the church. He's going to spend time with these guys so that the church would continue to be built once he was gone. I notice here, too, that Jesus spent time in prayer. How long did he spend? All night. All night. He's praying. And I don't know what was, you know, what he was praying about all night, but I, I have to think that some of it was he had all these disciples. There was many of them. And then he calls all of these, this large group of disciples, to himself. And then he just picks out twelve. He calls these twelve out. And maybe his prayer that night was, Lord, who, who shall I spend time with? Who is it, Father, that we're going to use for this kingdom work in a great way that I am to spend more time with, that these will be the leaders, they'll lead in some way. And they picked these twelve. Alright, to go out. He chose them. Alright, let's read, uh, I'm going to give this out in a second, but let's look at Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 6 through 14. <clears throat> Acts chapter 1, verse 6. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. This is what we refer to as the ascension of Jesus Christ. Not that he rose from the dead. That's already happened. Died, rose from the dead. This is, he is before them. He says, you're going to go be my witnesses, guys. I'm out. He kind of tapped out. He taps. They're in. He's out. And he heads up to the Father. Ascends right up before their eyes, right into the clouds. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying, those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So now there's these 11 guys mentioned because Judas Iscariot who betrayed him is no longer with them. There's 11 guys mentioned here. Jesus calls out 12, 
We read another passage, calls out 12. Now we have the 11. And Jesus uses these guys for what? To go be his disciple makers. He's chosen them. And he says, I want you to be disciple makers of me. Okay? Now, today I want to uh, choose somebody, and I, I don't know how to do this, but is there anybody in the crowd here that has never seen this video called The Chosen? Is there anybody who's never seen it? I see that hand, Donna, Eddie. Anybody else? Oh, I see it. There's a hand back. I saw a hand back there. Braden, right? So we have Braden and Donna and, and Janine. All right, here's how I'm going to do this. Um, would, uh, who, who has the, the birthday closest to December 30th? When's your birthday, Donna? July. What about yours, Brayden? Is it February? Okay, you're out. Hers is close. Well, no, you're in because yours is closer to December 3rd. Okay, you're in. And then when's yours, Janine? October 13th. So October... October, November, December. Okay, 13th, October. February what? 20th. Oh man, that is really close. That is really close to the same. You, he's closer? Okay. I'm going to give it to Braden then. Here you go, Braden. Here's the deal, Braden. You have to watch this. Alright? And you can't watch it by yourself. You have to watch it with other people. Alright? You've been chosen today. To receive that. And wouldn't that be cool if Jesus was around hanging out with you and he came up to you and he said, Hey, Peter, I want you to be my disciple. I want you to hang out with me. I want you to be with me. Watch the way I do. Watch how I talk to the Father. Watch how I interact with people. Be my disciple. Follow me. Those guys had the opportunity to have Jesus as their rabbi and teacher and follow him. And that, to them, it was, a, it was like an awesome experience to be called. This guy called me to be his student. And he's going to teach me his ways. And uh, my favorite, one of my favorite videos there, Braden, is the one where Jesus calls Peter in that. And I don't know, you know, there's a little freedom in how they do things in the whole movie world there. But it's pretty cool to see how Jesus interacted with Peter there and said, I want you to be a disciple of mine. And to go make disciples. To be fishers of men. Pretty amazing. Now here's one thing I want us to realize. Because today, I want us to see that I'm a disciple maker too. I want you to walk out of here going, it's not just Peter, Paul, James, Matthew, all those guys. But that the Lord's called me to be a disciple maker too. I want you to sense that, to know that, to feel that, to be encouraged by that today. And today, one point I want you to realize is this. These guys that Jesus called, they didn't have it all together. They didn't have it all together. When we talk about the disciples, we usually lift them up or praise them or things, you know, talk about the great things maybe. But these disciples didn't necessarily have it all together and Jesus called them. If Jesus can call them who didn't have it all together, maybe he can use me who doesn't have it all together too. To be a disciple maker for him. Alright, let's think about Peter. Jesus needs prayer. Hey, Peter, would you pray for me? And then Peter falls asleep. Not just once, but three times. Yeah, falls asleep, falls asleep. The guy can't even stay awake. Maybe it was only two times. 
I know it was, it was often there. He was, he was asking to pray. He didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't stay awake. Jesus is going to the cross. Peter denies him three times. Jesus, or Peter flees from him. All the disciples fleed from him. Okay? The disciples didn't necessarily have it all together. But Jesus still called them. Thomas saw all of Jesus' miracles. Saw the great things that Jesus did. Thomas says, I don't believe that he's risen from the dead. I won't believe. You look at John chapter 20. He struggled to believe until he was able to put his hands... Thomas says, until I can not just see Jesus, but until I can touch his hands and put my hand in his side where he was, he was speared, then I will believe. And Jesus appears to him when they're praying in a locked room in John chapter 20. And he says, here I am, Thomas. See my hand? See my side? And Jesus, it's so cool that Jesus doesn't put him down. But Jesus meets him where he's doubting and he's struggling. And Jesus affirms to him, I am the truth. I am the way. And uh, that was something that Jesus had said to Thomas. We don't know a lot about Thomas from the scriptures. But there are a few times that Thomas did speak up. And one of them was, where are you going, Jesus? How can we know? And that's when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But Thomas was a guy who doubted, right? We call him Doubting Thomas. Do you guys know what Thomas did with his life? He went to India. Why? Because he was on a vacation? He went to preach. So Thomas, of all the disciples, is the guy, not from the Bible, do we know this, but from history, we have learned that Thomas probably is the disciple who went the furthest to take the gospel. And he died for his faith. So rather than thinking of Thomas maybe as always the doubter, Maybe he's a guy who struggled with some doubts, and I think there's probably people in here that have doubts about the faith. I think that's something that's a reality. I know high school is something I ask tough questions. And to find out the answers to those questions is really awesome. And what it does is it builds your faith even stronger. Probably Thomas's faith became so much stronger. And he decided, I've got to tell other people about this Jesus, because he really did die and raise from the dead, and I saw all of his miracles. And he went off and he told people far, far away. Maybe we should call him Dedicated Thomas. Not Doubting Thomas, but Dedicated. Alright, how about Bartholomew? What do we know about him? Anybody know anything about Bartholomew? There's not a lot. There's, I don't think there's anything in the Bible about Bartholomew that tells us much. So, this is my other point. Not only did the disciples not have everything all together, sometimes they doubted, sometimes they let Jesus down. But these disciples that Jesus chose, not all of them are really, really well known. You know, we don't know a lot about these guys and what they did. We do know that they died for their faith. That they were willing to give their lives. Now, John, you might say, might be the exception because John was uh, taken to the island of Patmos and left to die at a, 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 of old age. But why was he isolated and sent off like that? It was because of his faith. He died for his faith, too, in a little bit different way than the other guys. But all of them were dedicated disciples of Jesus Christ to go make other disciples, and they were willing to give their lives. Um, many of them, though, were not well known. 
And I want to think, I want that to encourage you. I'm a disciple maker too. But I'm not a John MacArthur or a John Piper or a Billy Graham or one of these well-known people like Peter or Paul or one of these amazing guys of the Scriptures. I may be a Bartholomew that no one knows anything about, but I live in my town and I make disciples for Jesus and may His glory and honor go on and His fame go on and I'm just really... It's the guy he uses. And I'm a disciple maker too. A simple one. Alright? I want us to see ourselves in that light. And I want you to see yourself from that perspective in that way. Let's look at someone else in the Bible who maybe isn't as well known. Go to Acts 18. Acts 18 verse 1. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Now I want you to skip to verse 18. Paul stayed on in Corinth for some time. Then he left the brothers and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off at Centria. Because of a vow he had taken, they arrived at Ephesus, where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to spend more time with them, he declined. But as he left, he promised, I will come back if it is God's will. Then he set sail for Ephesus. When he landed in Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church and then went down to Antioch. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul set out from there and traveled from place to place throughout the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. When Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. On arriving, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed, for he vigorously refuted the Jews in public in public debate, proving from Scripture that Jesus was the Christ. What I want us to notice here is from, that Priscilla and Aquila were used as disciple makers. Um, and they are people that maybe are well known to us. And God used them to be a husband-wife duo team here. To invite people into their home. And they had a, made a difference in Apollos' life. And Apollos was more of a more of an evangelist and a, a public guy, a traveling kind of guy, who went out to different places and he shared the word with people and preached out. But they, Priscilla and Aquila, helped him to understand God, Jesus, and the gospel more adequately. It says um, these guys were not as well known maybe as other disciples. Let's look at Romans chapter sixteen. Romans sixteen. 
Paul is sharing a whole list of, I'll say, disciple makers or people involved in following Jesus, doing the work of the Lord. A whole list of people, a whole bunch of names that probably you don't even recognize these names. But I want to read Romans 16, verse 3 through 5, and see Priscilla and Aquila one more time. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Apenetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. So verse 3 through 5, Priscilla and Aquila, he's saying, greet these people. And we notice that Priscilla and Aquila had basically a church meeting in their house. They were hospitable. They were part of making disciples. Maybe in a simpler way or a smaller way or a behind-the-scenes kind of a way. And I want to bring them out because I want us to realize, number one, Jesus' disciples didn't always have it together. And number two, Jesus' disciples weren't like these guys who are all well-known and famous and awesome. All right, Some of them are just simple people, simple names, maybe not front stage, but they're still disciple-makers too. I want you to see Michael Burkhead as a disciple maker. That's a little guy. Okay? I'm having a relationship with him, encouraging him to memorize scripture, really, so it helps me to memorize scripture too. But he has all these kids from the neighborhood hanging out with him. And prayerfully, he can make a difference in their life and be a disciple maker. Now, some of you may think, okay, I got the idea. I need to be involved in making disciples. And some of you may say, wow. Time is tough to give up, and now I have to look for somebody else in this world to reach out to, to make a disciple of. And I want to say, no, you don't have to think that way. You can be a disciple maker, too, with the relationships you already have. For Jesus desires for us, number one, to make disciples of our own family. And right here, we have a family in the fourth row. All right? All these little kids... And I want Janelle to realize that her first priority, her and Doug's first priority, is to make disciples with her kids. And Grandma and Grandpa have opportunity to make disciples of these kids. And Kylie right along with them because her kid's there too. And so there's a family here. God's placed us in families. And it says in Malachi chapter 2 verse 15, Hey, stay married to your wife. Stay married to your husband. Why? Because it's God's desire that you would raise up Godly offspring. That's what it says. Malachi chapter 2, verse 15. Dewey, this guy right here, he's retired from Caterpillar, but he hangs out with his grandkids a lot. All right? Doesn't he, Landon? He teaches you how to farm, pick tomatoes, do all these kinds of things. He's making disciples. He's making you into a farmer. But I pray that your grandpa's also... Teaching you the word of God. Showing you what it's like to interact with people as a Christian, a follower of Jesus. Alright? Deuteronomy chapter 6 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. Alright? And then it goes on to say, These commands and laws and decrees are to be upon your hearts. You, Israelites, they're to be upon your hearts. And when you hang out with your kids, when you go to bed and when you walk along the side of the road and when you, whatever you're doing, when you eat with them, 
Share these commands. Share these decrees with them. Impress them upon your children. We are to teach our children and raise them up so that they will be followers of Jesus Christ too. So you don't have to be like, oh man, who am I going to go make a disciple of today? No, 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 no. You already have people that you interact with within your own family. We just need to think with a different light and perspective. I'm a disciple maker. God's called me to be a disciple maker. Now what can I do to live that out? One thing you can do is challenge them to memorize scripture so it helps you and you help them and now we're in God's word and learning it. That's a simple one, right? Read God's word together. These things of making disciples is pretty simple. Read God's word together, pray together, serve together, memorize scripture. And there's many other things that you could probably come up with, but it's pretty simple. Um, One other, who am I supposed to share with? Your family, yes. But another one is, I could ask you this. Tell me about your day. Well, I didn't really do a lot. Well, what did you do? I went to this store. Okay, who'd you see? Well, I saw a friend in the store, or I saw the, the cash register lady. Or Okay, so I go to RP Lumber. And at RP Lumber, uh, we were talking about coronavirus. And I said, man, I just really think this is really simple, really simple answer to all of this. And a guy behind the desk says, yeah, I think there is too. I was like, really? And he said, yeah. And they know who I am. They know what I do. And he talked about, oh, yeah. It's in the Bible. All we need to do is turn to God. That's all we need to do. He said that. I didn't say that. And then I'm like, you're right. I've been reading some scriptures about that too. And I gave him a scripture passage to read. He says, I'll read it. And another person behind the desk says, I'll read it too. And they wrote it down. I come in there the next day. You know what they say? What's the word for the day? And they wanted me to tell them another Bible passage to read. And so now I feel bad when I go in there and I don't have a Bible passage to tell them. Because <laughs> they expect it from me. <laughs> Alright? So I go in, I try to give them a Bible passage, something to read, and they legit write it down. And I don't know that all of them know Jesus. But I'm trying to be a witness in the people that I come in contact with because we're supposed to be disciple makers. And I want you to see yourself as a disciple maker with your family, with just people that you come in contact with all the time. And how can I be more intentional about that? Maybe God is calling you to break out of your comfort zone and reach out to another person. Jesus prayed and then he brought these disciples to him. Pray and ask the Lord, who do you want me to be involved in their life or be more intentional about, Lord? Is there somebody else I haven't hung out with or reached out to? This past week, I met a guy, first time. We had a great conversation. Someone in his family had passed away, and they asked me to be involved in in the funeral. And so I got to know this guy a little bit. Um, We developed a little bit of a friendship, and through that, I took a a risk. And I said, do you want to go to breakfast sometime and maybe study the Bible? Uh, I could see he was hesitant. I'm like, that's okay, that's okay. We don't have to. It's all right. Maybe sometime down the future we will. But I still invite you to come to church. Alright, so maybe just baby steps sometimes. And take a risk on reaching out to somebody new. And I had the opportunity to try to do that this week. And I'll tell you, that wasn't easy for me. To ask someone to go out for breakfast and do, do a Bible study. That's not something I do all the time. Um, but it was a risk. Something new. Uh, youth ministry, we've been, we've been doing things a little different since this coronavirus. And I want these girls to come up and share what they've been doing. 
I'm a disciple maker too. Let's hear what these girls have to say. Okay, hi guys. So my name is Megan Brewer, and I've been involved with youth ministry for quite a while now. And it's honestly become one of those things that I just enjoy and really look forward to. Um, for the past couple of years, uh, Eleanor and I have been really praying a lot about, God, we would love to be able to do a, like a small group or just a few of us get together and be able to read the Bible and just challenge each other. Right? With God's word and grow together. Well, we prayed and we tried multiple times to have girls get together with us. And for whatever reason, it always seemed like it didn't quite work out. Either people didn't come or, you know, it was hit and miss and it just, it, it was frustrating. So one thing that her and I actually just talked about a couple weeks ago was how amazing is it that in the past, since the coronavirus hit, um, when we hit all these Zoom meetings all of a sudden for youth group, that one of those or one of those meetings we started talking about do something and do something small. And one of the things that actually Katie came up with was let's go sidewalk chalk people's driveways and put Bible verses that would be encouraging to them on their driveways. Well, out of that came this idea that, hey, that was really fun. We really like spending a spending time with each other and be being in the word together because it was cute because as we were at these people's houses, everybody's like, okay, quick, get on your phone. What's a verse that would like apply to this person? Dig something out fast, you know, and let's write it all over the driveway. And it was just encouraging. And they, I said, hey, would anybody want to like just get together, do some fun things this summer and do some Bible study as well? And so, surprisingly, four of them said, shoot, let's do that. That sounds great. So we decided, okay, on Wednesdays, we're just going to get together. We're going to read a book, and we're going to study, and then we're going to do some fun things too. So we actually ended up, we started out with the idea of we wanted to be transformed this summer by God's word. And kind of the key verses that I had had really had God lay on my heart for us were Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen, which is therefore if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone; behold, the new has come. And Romans twelve two, which says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And it was just exciting this summer that as we prayed back for each other, we did see some really cool transformations happen and see people grow in their faith. And this book was just exciting to read. It's called Wise Young Women Believe in the Truth That Sets Them Free. It goes through 22, I believe, different lies that as young ladies were tend to, we have a tendency to believe. Lies about yourself, lies about God, lies about sin, lies about media, friends, relationships, your parents, everything. And it was exciting to see them at first go from don't want to talk to, then they wouldn't stop talking and we would end up being at my house for three hours, which was fun. (laughs) But anyways, uh, this was just a really great challenge to us. And one of the days, probably is one of my favorite weeks. I don't know about you guys, but one of my favorite weeks was the week we did Lies About God. And they're like, can we please do something cool with this? So we did a scavenger hunt. The scavenger hunt made them go out and do uncomfortable things, like ask people, 
what they think about God and what they know about God and how do people pray and what do they pray for. And it was really fun to kind of get to see some cool things happen. And I'm going to let them tell you a little bit more about some of the awesome things that we saw God do this summer. So, Katie? Um, hi, my name is Katie. And, well, a few things about these girls is that at the very beginning, we did not talk like at all and it was very had a lot of tension of just awkwardness you know that feeling but um then after a few weeks of that God was telling me that I needed to share my testimony to them so we could open up more and that we could get to talking and feel more comfortable around each other so after I did that we got way more comfortable around each other and there was less tension And I think always sharing your testimony kind of helps the standard of Christianity, of how high you have to be and how, like, good and amazing you have to be versus reality, that it's not all rainbows and unicorns. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, um, these girls, every time I'm around them, I see God in in them every time, and it's amazing and all the amazing things we do. Just praising God and learning more. It's very exciting. So, oh, in the scavenger hunt, um, we, my group, Laura and Eleanor, we went out and to Walgreens, and there was a lady there, and we went up to her and asked, "How can we pray for you?" She instantly, she started crying, and it just, it showed something that. Not all people see the love of God. Not all people feel that. And it really did something for me, just seeing how they're like, why would you pray for me? And they would they would tell us what to pray for, but they just never felt that love. And it just, it's amazing seeing God work in people. Um, and also something that they they thought was pretty funny. I have a really big fear of geese. Like I'm deathly afraid of geese. And we had to we had to like say this verse to geese that were more valuable than them. So Laura Laura took that one. She's like, I'm more valuable than a bird. <laughs> so but then after that the geese just all like a whole flock of them. They just all were chasing after us. I was about to start crying. But yeah. Good video. <laughs> okay, Shailen. Um, something fun we did was I we all came to my house. I have a lake at my house, so we went and swam. And I borrowed a tarp from Brandon, and we did a giant slip and slide. I have scratches everywhere. That hurt, but it was fun. Um, so then we just got to really grow grow close that day, and it was just really fun. And I have a friend who I've been trying to get to come to church, and I can't get her to come. I've been trying and trying, and I even tried her to come to Bible study. She won't come. So this summer, I've just been getting closer to her and just having fun with her. I haven't said anything about the Bible to her. I've just been trying to focus on getting closer to her, hoping that eventually she will, I guess, come to church and want to know about him. Hi guys, I'm Chloe, and um, these girls really challenged me in my faith this summer, and I'm so happy that we all got to get really close, because I never really imagined myself like close to you guys, and um, 
There was one night that we watched a movie, the Jeremy Camp movie, I still believe. That was such a good movie. Uh, but we all were like sobbing in tears because it was so good. But <laughs> that movie was very good. I recommend it. Um, but this summer was a lot of fun. And I totally recommend going out with your friends and having little groups like this. And yeah. With this girl being here. Well, this is my friend Riley. I invited her to the group, like, I don't know, how long was it? Like, second week. The second week when we started doing this. And I've just seen her grow really fast in her faith with being here and stuff. She, like, knew about God a little bit, but I feel like now that she has been with us, she has really come a long way. One thing that was really exciting to me was last week, um, Riley and Chloe were the first ones at my house, and Riley walked in, and she goes, sets her stuff down on my countertop, and goes, notice anything, Megan? And I said, um, am I supposed to? And she goes, hello, look at my brand new Bible that I just got the other day. And then she proceeds to open it up and goes, look, it has a daily reading plan in it, and I've been reading it every single day. And to me, that was just so exciting because, Riley, that was new this year for you since the summer started, wasn't it? Okay, so I'll give you the mic now. (laughs) Hi, I'm Riley. So um, I had been asking my dad to get me a Bible. And so one day he just did, and then he wouldn't tell me when it was coming in, so I was getting really impatient. And so one day he goes, here you go. And I was like, Is that my Bible? (laughs) And I didn't know that it had a reading plan in it, so that was, like, really exciting for me. So, yeah, every day I've been reading it, and um, it's really helped out a lot. And another thing, (laughs) at the beginning of the summer, I really was not close with, like, anyone except for Chloe. (laughs) So um, it was, like, great. And another fun thing that we did was we played kickball with, like, soap and stuff. (laughs) We borrowed a tarp, and we all got bruised up that day, and it was a good chance to get closer with them. So that was good. (laughs) Hi, I'm Vanessa. Most of you probably know me. But um, so what I thought was cool this summer is that we started off with five of us, and we brought a couple more people in, And now some of us are going in other groups and making more groups and helping other girls um, know about what we learned this summer and everything. And I just think it's cool that some of us came from, like, we know nothing. And then us, like, being influences to other people. And now they're like, oh, we want to be a part of that. And so they've been some people have been asking some of us if they could join groups with us and learn more. So I thought that was cool. Hi, I'm Eleanor, and uh, a couple things that were important to me from, that came from this Bible study was that these girls, I had, like, I didn't know pretty much any of them except for a few, but now they're my friends, and I'm glad that I have these godly friends to just challenge me and encourage me. Um, one of the things that happened this summer was that I got to teach one of the lessons that we did. Um, 
Megan was really stressed with school, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was able to step up and teach, and I think it was Lies About Media was a lesson, um, and it was a huge challenge for all of us, um, but we all needed to hear it just because of all the, just all the things that we are absorbing to, like our culture today, and just that we need to realize that God's word is more important than media. Um, but that was just one thing that happened this summer. Okay. I hope we can see ourselves as disciple makers. They are growing in what it means to be a disciple and learning more about the Lord. There's some of them who are reading the Bible for the first time. Um, Shayla mentioned to you this happened through our discussion in, in Sunday school that she was really struggling trying to reach out to a friend and this friend wanted you know, nothing to do with God or church. And so we challenged her, your job this summer is just to have fun with this person, just to get to know her. And so part of being a disciple maker is just being with people and having fun and getting to know them and loving them. And so maybe that is part of where you're at, loving that person. Bottom line is, if someday we're not able to meet together as the church and worship together, does that mean that this making disciples and seeing more people come to know Jesus is going to stop? Or are we going to be disciple makers who say, God has called me to be his child, and I want to share this grace and this love with others and help them grow in their faith, too. And it has to be, just keep it simple. Read the Bible. Memorize scripture. Pray together. Serve together. Have fun together. Just keep it simple. And think about yourself. I'm a disciple maker, too. How can I live that out intentionally? What questions can I ask and what things can I do to be intentional about that? In the, in, in the relationships I already have within my family and whoever I come in contact with. That's the challenge for today. Right now we're going to, I'm going to pray and then Colby come on up and we're going to sing a song. And at the end of service as you're being dismissed, the ushers will dismiss you. But there'll be a video and it's called uh, Dream Small by Josh Wilson. It's kind of a, been a challenge to me to think about too. Father, I thank you for what you're teaching us and what you're doing. Father, I pray that we would know that we, if we believe in Jesus as our Savior, we are your disciple. And God, you've called us to make other disciples. And Father, it's my heart and my longing to see that we as a church would be obedient to that. Teaching others what it means to know you and to love you and to live for you, God. And Lord, I thank you for how you've worked in these girls' lives this summer. I thank you for the opportunity that I've had this summer with a couple guys and uh, just how we've been able to hang together and have fun, but pick up the Bible and to read the book of Mark and uh, just to, uh, to ask questions about it together and, and talk about it. And I pray, Lord, that a couple of those guys would come to know you as their Savior and that this year we would see you working in them, Lord. Father, I pray that we would be the church in Canton and the surrounding area that genuinely lives out what you've called us to be, a disciple who makes other disciples. In Jesus' name.